Hello and welcome to the first episode of Let's Talk Music. I'm really excited about having this podcast finally out there because it's been an idea that I've been dabbling with for some time. And I realized that we don't really have this kind of information readily accessible by the people who really need it, which uh, includes musicians and artist managers and those people working in the music industry. As a lawyer, I realized I take for granted my access to all this information that I have uh, gathered and accumulated over the past 12 years of being a lawyer and more specifically, which I've collected over the last three years of being in the music industry. So... I genuinely hope this podcast is something that's going to be helpful and will be a conversation starter of nothing else for musicians uh, who are upcoming, who are established, who are professional or not professional, hobbyists, something for you to look out for when you're putting your music out there, for you to understand how you can protect it, how you can make money out of it and what is the right way of going about both of this. Now, moving on to what I'm going to be talking about this episode. I want to start with the basics because I think that would be crucial to laying a solid foundation to the rest of the episodes that will come by and will also help you understand uh, what exactly you're dealing with when we're looking at the business side of things. Now, to those who are already familiar with the concepts of uh, copyrights and royalties, this might seem a little repetitive, but uh, this is a refresher for all purposes. And for those who aren't, don't worry, I'll try and keep it as simple as possible. Because I emphasize again that understanding these concepts will help you identify your rights and what you should do to protect them and monetize them in the most efficient way possible. So what exactly is a copyright? A copyright is uh, the exclusive right of ownership that you get the minute you create something. So in your case, it's going to be a song. And a copyright protects the expression of an idea and not the idea itself. Basically saying that if you're going to be writing a song on love, we can't really copyright the idea of love, but you can copyright the expression of your idea of love. And which therefore means you could have a hundred people writing a song about the same thing. It's just that each of their songs are unique and an original expression of a common idea. Therefore, each of those songs are copyrightable, but not the idea itself. Now, the other important thing that you need to understand is that you do not need to be registered with the Registrar of Copyrights for you to be able to claim royalties. So, as long as you are a member of a registered copyright society, like an IPRS in India, or a BMI in the US or a PRS in the UK, you are entitled to claim royalties. Moving on to the different components of a copyright in a song. So typically a copyright in a musical work is split into three. You have a copyright in the melody, you have a copyright in the lyrics and you have a copyright to the recording. Now, if you're an indie artist where you are the singer-songwriter and you've not gone through a label, more often than not, you are going to be uh, entitled to 100% of the royalties because you fall under all those three categories. But if you have a separate set of people working on different aspects of things, then you will be splitting royalties with those. So which comes to uh, the whole concept of bands and copyrights. And typically, if you don't have a written agreement stating the contrary, uh, a band that is 
you know composing music together is entitled to royalties collectively and equally so i do recommend that you have something in writing with your band if you are quite clear that there is one particular person who's doing more work or you know there is one person who's contributed all the lyrics and or all the melody or if you have a label who's handling the recording so you should ideally be putting it on paper so that you don't have to go through all those negotiations in case things go south like for example with uh, coldplay all four band members have an equal share to royalties so this is a situation which is ideal but of course um, in the indian in the indian situation we don't really have those kind of conversations going about but i have seen in the recent past that bands have expressed interest to determine uh, these um, rights in a much more organized way so that it avoids any future conflict and if there is a situation where one of the members wants to part ways with the band you don't have to have an unpleasant conversation at that point of time because everything is already on paper so i do recommend this approach it might seem a little scary at first but it's always better to have your cards on the table than have a debate later on and not end things on a very pleasant note what we've spoken about so far has been about the ownership and um protection of your copyright but what i am going to brush up on right now will be the royalty aspect which is where the money comes in now the reason reason i said brush upon is because this is quite an important and fairly extensive topic and i don't think i can do justice to it in just one um episode alone so i will dedicate an entire episode on it um so as far as we know for the sake of royalties uh copyrights are split into publishing rights and master rights so publishing comes from the composition and lyrical aspect of the song and the master rights come from the recording itself so like i'd mentioned earlier an artist or a band can own all three or you can have a label own the masters and the composition and the lyrical aspect be owned by the artist or the band now you would have also heard of publishers but i won't confuse you right now because there's a a lot of gray area between a publisher and a record label and india specifically you've had publishers and record labels kind of swap roles so let's wait a few more episodes before i confuse you on that front but that is something which i will discuss so like i mentioned you have publishing rights and you have master rights and under your royalties the kind of royalties that you're talking about you have performance royalties you have mechanical royalties and you have royalties that come from sync licensing now how these get categorized also changes from has has changed over the past decades because of the medium in which uh, music is communicated and sold so performance right now it originally came up as the royalties that you collect when your song is performed or played somewhere in public which would mean at bars at venues at events but now it also includes streaming and um, you know use of it in a broadcast internet radio so performance royalties are basically royalties that you collect out of these um avenues back in the day mechanical royalties essentially meant the royalties that you got for the sale of each song 
which is more often than not via a cassette or a CD or a DVD. But today, things have changed. People don't really do that anymore unless you're talking about vinyl and going old school and hipster. Mechanical royalties therefore mean sale of your music on online. So sale of the number of albums sold on iTunes or on Amazon Prime or Google Play. And sync royalties are essentially paid out for the use of your song or the placement of your song in a particular film or a video or a TV show. Now, I'm just talking about these broadly so that you get a basic picture and understanding solely from a revenue generation perspective. And how you collect these royalties is that you have the PROs, that is the people that I mentioned earlier, like an IPRS or a BMI, who collect performance royalties on your behalf. These uh, copyright societies do not collect mechanical royalties or sync licensing. So mechanical royalties are either paid out to you directly uh, if you own the recording or to the entity that owns the recording itself. Whereas sync licensing again encompasses both the composition and the recording itself. So which means sync licensing is kind of a mix of both your publishing rights and your master rights. So you have payouts going to the artist as well as a label when you're talking about the sync licensing. And it's received directly by those uh, individuals and not through any copyright society. Now, like I mentioned earlier, all of this can be agreed to contractually. There is no hard and fast formula to who gets how much. And obviously, it also depends on the kind of deal that you're striking with your label or if you're going solo and a DIY approach, going through an aggregator like a CD Baby, they have a one-time fee which is paid with maybe a percentage cut on annual revenue that you make through them. But uh, there are a whole bunch of models uh, which people are adopting to, you know, optimize the kind of monetization they're looking at from all from the from the music that they put out there again like i said with sync licensing it isn't a percentage cut it will be a fixed amount which will be paid out in on a revenue share basis so for example if the artist gets 70 percent of the sync license fees and 30 percent goes to the label then that's your share over there it does not necessarily have to be the same in every case so for those of you who are curious about music directors in the Indian film industry, uh, historically, and it, it continues to happen, um, the music composed and the fees paid for the music composed is deemed as a one-time royalty payout and is considered as a work for hire. Again, a concept that I will cover in my next episode. However, uh, in today's day and age, given the popularity of certain music directors and also the kind of revenue that uh, labels generate from streaming and from online sales. Music directors have been known to get into contracts with record labels to um, actually leverage their popularity and make some money from streaming revenues as well, even though the producer has sold the rights to the label. Now, a crucial component of copyright, but something which has often been suppressed for money, is moral rights. I think I've kind of uh, screamed myself hoarse talking about this because moral rights essentially means your right to claim 
a song as your own your paternity right so to speak and your right to object to distortion or um abuse of your work and a lot of the contracts that i've seen with agencies and production houses actually ask the artist to waive their moral rights now a moral right is given to you under law it's a statutory right and it is provided only to the composer and the lyricist and not to the person who owns the recording because there's no composition involved there in fact uh, mr javed akhtar had sued two musicians uh, for abusing his moral rights in a particular song and he won because according to him at least he claimed that that was not the intention of the song and the way it had been portrayed in their remake had completely distorted it so so it is something which um, is now being spoken about and is important for you to keep in mind especially when you are entering into contracts with uh, agencies who are looking at licensing your music for their ott series or a web series or any of the platforms like netflix or amazon prime so that effectively wraps up my first episode of flex talk music i genuinely hope you guys found it helpful just to quickly do a recap of what we discussed today i went through what a copyright is the fact that you don't have to register your copyright to be able to claim royalties that you need to be registered with a copyright society like iprs to claim royalties for a uh, performance of your music the different kinds of royalties that you have which is performance royalties mechanical royalties and sync licensing and the important fact of moral rights and also the fact that all of these things can be agreed to contractually and you can negotiate and push back so these are a few things that i just wanted to begin this conversation with and i am looking forward to coming back with more information and i'll be happy to answer any questions you have on today's episode so feel free to drop me a line at info@lexic l e x i c .in along with any feedback you had on today's episode and also suggestions on topics that you think i could cover so till then i wish you all a great day slash great evening and i'm looking forward to the next episode um i hope you are too so let's talk music